Hi there and thanks for joining us. Well, given that restrictions are easing, it is a chance to get out and about and to do all the things that I've wanted to do over the last 18 months. And where I am today was pretty much towards the top of the list. It is a new iconic building in Cork City that has just opened for the second time. I'm at the Dean, I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Right, first up, we speak to the man who has the onerous title of being the general manager of a brand new hotel that opened during a global pandemic. Shane Fitzpatrick, how are you? Very good. Good to see you. It's lovely to be here, uh, first of all. We're, we're out on the terrace here in Sophie's uh, for the interview, socially distant and all that. Um, what's it been like opening a hotel in the middle of a global pandemic? Great crack it was not, I'm presuming. Well, uh, interesting has been the word. We had two weeks at Christmas where we got to open. Um, so that gave us a kind of a, a good head start to where we are now. Obviously closed then from kind of early January right through to June. So um, that obviously wasn't ideal. But since we opened there on the 2nd of June, it's been all go. We've a great team on board. Um, we've been extremely busy, both rooms and here in Sophie's as well. So um, no, onwards and upwards. I mean, it, it's a fabulous looking hotel. I mean, it's my first time being in the building, obviously, enough, uh, given that there hasn't been much movement around the city. Uh, the, the, the finish here is very good. I've stayed in the Dean in Dublin. It's obviously a big thing to the brand, is it? Absolutely. Um, but the owners and the designers um, are very tuned in on the product and what they want for the, for the customer. Um, similar to Dublin in terms of style, but obviously it's got its own cork, um, cork flavour put to it as well. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a unique looking building, isn't it? I mean, it it's certainly stands out. Uh, the black cladding on the outside, it looks a bit like a ship. Uh, I don't know whether that was intentional or whether that was the design or not, but it's a nod to the maritime heritage as well. Absolutely, and look, the location where we are here down um, down overlooking the, the river, it's... Uh, some people love the building, some people have kind of questions around it, but look, the good thing is everyone's talking about it. Um, we're delighted with the design, both the design and the whole architectural feel about it. Um, I think, look, it's, it's about the future of Cork. Um, and the whole Docklands area, how it's all progressing. So I think it fits in lovely. What I think is mad, and, and people will see this as they start to come back into the city, is how much this has changed in the last 12 months. If they haven't spent any time in here or have taken a train, they're going to come in, they're going to see the hotel open, they're going to see Penrose Dock, they're going to see Horgan's Quay, and a load of other redeveloped buildings in the middle. There is a character to this part of town that's brand new. Yeah, absolutely. Like, look, you know... McCurtain Street has, has really come on over the last couple of years and as you walk up towards the end of McCurtain Street you come into a kind of another part of the city um, lots of development done lots more development to happen here just across the road from us here there's about 300 apartments to go in more office blocks um, obviously right beside the train station is booming at the moment so um, no a really good part of the city to be part of You've been in the hotel trade a long time um, obviously standards have improved uh, and things have gotten shinier there's a lot more expectation has the old customer changed too much? No look I think Obviously, uh, you know, COVID has, has affected everyone. Um, for the duration of all the lockdowns, people weren't able to get out. Now people are dying to get out, whether that's just for a coffee outside or while they're staying in the hotel and having the whole dining experience or a simple cocktail. So, um, no, look, the customer is still there. They still want um, good service, 
friendly staff and that's something we're, we're delivering here as well. Um, when you look to the future now, Shane, obviously we're not going to be in a pandemic forever, we hope. Uh, what, what's next then for this hotel? I mean, it's a competitive marketplace in Cork. What would you say is the USP of this building? Yeah, look, good question. We have, I suppose, I think it's unique. Our bedrooms are unique in terms of the quality and the little bits and pieces we have inside them, whether it's lovely Smeg fridges, Marshall speakers, a lovely munchies tray, and then the whole experience here in Sophie's. Um, we've also launched our gym downstairs called Power, which is really, really cool. Top-end uh, fitness rooms inside there as well, one spin and one climb. I think it's the whole offering. Once you come to the hotel here, um, obviously we encourage people to visit Cork City and then come back and experience Sophie's. And I, um, I think it'll work very well. Well, as I said, it is really top drawer from what I've seen so far and it's only going to get better the more you have guests in the building which is kind of the point of a hotel I know I have more people to meet here but Shane Fitzpatrick for now General Manager of The Dean thanks for joining us in Red Business Thank you Jonathan good to have you here Red Business all that's best about business in Cork Next up here on the deck at Sophie's is Ian Madden who is the General Manager and a busy man at the moment Ian how are you? Very very good thank you uh, what's your background? What? How did you end up in this particular role? Uh, this particular role, it's kind of been a, a 13 year journey really through hotels, uh, mainly food and beverage operated uh, under the mentorship of Shane Fitzpatrick actually. So when he called me last year to say that they were bringing the band back together in a management capacity, we said, uh, yeah, let's go. So you're the front man of the band and he's the manager, is that it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I, I, was, I don't know what I was expecting. The traditional hotel general manager of a restaurant comes out in a, in a shirt and tie. Yeah. That's obviously not the feel here. Is it? No, no, no. We kind of have a policy where, you know, it, it's very much smart casual. Uh, it, from management level straight down to the floor, you know, um, we wouldn't exactly... We'd have a white shirt, we'd have the aprons on the guys, but, you know, jeans being comfortable and dark in colour and um, shoes being comfortable as well. This is the traditional three-piece and suit and tie it's just uh, it's 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 not really something that press would really go for um, and well, I'm wearing a suit now today so I'm feeling a little <laughs> bit a little bit old and, and old, old, old fudgy which is that's just the way I am the thing about this is it's not really a hotel restaurant it's a restaurant that happens to be in a hotel is that yes. is that the theme yeah so we would have um, a very good reputation as an exclusive venue outside of let's say a hotel bar and restaurant as well you know so we'd have um, we'd have an awful lot of exposure from the general public as well as residents so it's a brand in itself there was a time just before Christmas when the world temporarily opened up uh, and this was the place mm-hmm. uh, to try and get into. You were fully booked, were you? Yeah, we were uh, looking at patterns there that we were going to be fully booked every weekend until April and we were fully booked every day then during the week until February. Yes, but then life intervened. Yeah, there was a handbrake pulled up on our operation. But um, yeah, we just decided that we were going to, you know, kind of press pause uh, on the business operation for, for the foreseeable. Uh, we didn't open for essential services, but um, look, the demand was there and we were confident that it was still going to be there when we reopened eventually. So when we're recording this now, we don't know when the reopening is going to happen. Uh, in theory, it is in early July, but uh, we don't know the answer to that and the good listeners who are listening right now will know the answer to that, so they're ahead of us. Um, right now, you're only catering for people staying in the hotel. Is that a good way of easing yourself back into this? Uh, it would, because obviously look, there's over 100 bedrooms in the property then as well, so we can kind of get a good enough accuracy based on occupancy who exactly and how many people we're going to be catering for. So uh, it gives a, gives us a good bit of gauge. There won't be a tidal wave of, of business initially, but um, you know we, we'll be ready for it then as well. Um, so what is the experience like when you come in? What, what can people expect when they come through the door? A genuine welcome in, in a very kind of relaxed manner. Um, 
you know, the, the music will be the main characteristic. We, we've music at a kind of a, a, a loud enough but acceptable enough decibel. Yeah, I, I've made you turn it off because we're recording here, <laughs> by the way. That's just in case you're, why you're wondering why there's no music in the background. Uh, no, it's just a, just a very, very genuine um, reception. Um, you'll, be, you'll be met, you'll be greeted, you'll be sat, and uh, you'll, be in, you'll be in good and experienced hands with, with my squad here, you know. Uh, the, the challenge with COVID is that everybody is well behaved now and mm-hmm. they know when to wear the mask. And you, yeah. you, once you sit down, you can take the mask off. Mm-hmm. On, but if you're moving around, and all the staff have to wear masks sure. when they're moving around. How easy has it been to acclimatise to that? Because we don't know how long we're going to have to deal with that, but mm-hmm. it isn't quite what you want in the restaurant. Look, I mean, it's not ideal circumstances. I mean, our overall industry is, is, is face-to-face interaction as well as uh, providing food and beverage service as well. So with that taken out of it, um, the only kind of area of focus that we did have to kind of put a bit more effort on would have been, let's say, the, the spatial awareness of the layout of the restaurant. Uh, which is what we've managed to um, achieve very, very well without compromising table space. Um, but you know, hopefully down the line, it's 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 still a kind of a the, the group won't the group typically don't want to kind of have um, people overly focused on COVID. So when they're sitting, um, it's it's very very non-intrusive and we just want to kind of have people maybe forget about it for, for a certain time and yeah. just enjoy the experience and I mean for those who haven't been in you're top of the house here you're on the sixth floor and you've got we're on the back terrace at the moment right. there is a front terrace that looks out over the river a couple of building sites there at the moment that's just the nature of the evolving part of the city how much emphasis is there going to be on outdoors in, in the future do you think uh, I think there'll be a massive emphasis especially the way that we're catered here in, in Sophie's so we have Riverside uh, which can cater up to 40 people um, seated uh, it is quite sheltered. We have awning then as well that's retractable and we have heating um, systems then as well that provides just some bit of comfort from the uh, increment weather conditions that we face here in Cork. Um, equally then as well, Hillside Terrace, which we're located here, uh, it can sit up to 40 people. It's a small bit more uh, more sheltered, um, more heating supplied here then as well and it's just it's just a nice place to be, regardless of whether the, the weather's poor or not, the awnings can cover that. So yeah, okay. and, and, and just for the record, there are swings downstairs as well, because that's what Correct. Sophie's, for a variety of different reasons, is, is familiar with. There's, there's four swings. There's four swings at the ground floor and then when you come up to the um, to, to the lift, uh, the elevator lobby, um, we have the, the official Sophie swings then as well. Okay, so, so they're, they're the unofficial ones downstairs, are they? They're, they're the starter before you get to the main course above <laughs> in the lobby. So. <laughs> right, well, I suppose they, they need to be there because everyone will associate Sophie with a swing so they are there at least Come here, I, I'm, I'm hungry now talking about this and I haven't had a chance so you're going to introduce me to Martin who's the head chef next are you? Absolutely yeah um, Martin has a, a wealth of experience and he's a great guy to work with then as well so you're in for a treat Okay we'll do that Ian thanks for talking to us Cheers thank you very much Red Business Cork's exclusive business podcast. And as a train trundles by in the background here uh, on the on the deck of Sophie's, I am joined by Martin O'Mahony, who's the executive chef here at the hotel. Martin, how are you? Very good, thanks. Very good. You're fully kitted out as a chef. Uh, there's no mistaking you. Fully kitted out, yeah, ready to go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me, wh- what about the menu? Uh, you, did you start from scratch? What's there that you're, that you're proud of? What's there because it has to be there because everyone expects to see it on the menu? Um, basically, we we built on the menu from we started, and what works works. I mean, the likes of the prawn salad with squid it works. Jeez, that's probably a third of our business and starters. Obviously, the steaks are a huge seller, um, all locally sourced. Um, you know, people expect that from a place like this. You know, they expect quality food, local, locally sourced. That's basically it. Why did you become a chef? Uh, how how long have you been at it? I've been at it. I started in. Uh, I think it was about 1999, that kind of way. I was kitchen port in Ballingarry House Hotel in Tralee. 
got thrown an apron there you go one Sunday morning that's basically it we were short <laughs> they were short we were always short yeah 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 um and what is it about it? It's a very high pressurised job. I don't think I could do it. I mean, I get stressed cooking for, for my family. Uh, you, you have to cook for an entire restaurant. Uh, it, it is pretty high pressure, is it? It's all right. No, it's not really. No, if you have a good team around you and guys who want to work, guys who like doing what they're doing, it's it's an easy day. A 12-hour shift feels like a five-hour shift in an office, you know? If even that, you know, I've done factory work and the clock goes backwards. The clock goes very quick in this business, you know? I mean, you're obviously... You know, you're constricted to your staff, really. You know, at the moment, there's a big shortage. There's not enough kids coming through. Um, when the kids are coming through, they're overworked. They move on to something else. Um, but it's challenging. It, it can be, but it's, it's, I've never worked a day, like, you know. That's it, what I feel, you know. How much is it about the atmosphere in the kitchen as well? Because like, the, the extreme example is the Gordon Ramsay made-for-television angry chef. Um, you are effectively a leader in that kitchen, um, and, and you probably don't need to shout as much as, as Ramsay would do to make... The team around your work well it's an open kitchen here so there's really no shouting to be done you know because the guests will hear it the guests will hear it <laughs> and it's a show as such you know and if you're getting angry people especially your 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 peers and your and your um staff your staff it just doesn't work like that i mean them days are gone i think you know yeah. the, the angry chef is not going to keep any staff it's as simple as that you know because it's an open kitchen and it's kind of it's, it's almost a feature in, in the restaurant here um, do, do you feel pressure people looking going that, that, someone else's starter came out before mine or is it is it just part of the spectacle it's part of the spectacle it's part of the show I mean you know if you ask a footballer do they notice the crowd they don't notice them after 10 minutes you know that's the way it is I mean on Saturday night with 270 in you wouldn't you wouldn't look up so you might as well be in the back of back of the kitchen in in a hotel in some dungeon somewhere you know <laughs> we just don't notice just you, get on with it. you you have had uh, we'll call, we'll call it a, a trial run as opposed to a false start just before christmas and we talked about this with the lads earlier um has it given you time to kind of perfect the processes in the kitchen maybe have you tweaked the menu at all or is it still as it would have been it, well, we obviously it's changed. We, we opened up for three weeks of Christmas and we had likes of spiced beef on. We had a few Christmas um, di- dishes, really, but we just changed those around and kept the core of the menu, the, the, what sells and what's popular, basically. We kept, obviously, we, ch- we did tweak it a little bit, yeah, yeah. And, we, you know, we tweaked the presentation, tweaked the service areas, where it's going from as well. So we've pretty much streamlined it down to a fine-tuned mechanism now, like, you know. Is this, I mean, they always say it's hot in the kitchen. Is this as hot as it's going to be? You have to, you have to plan for a pandemic. You have to wear a mask when you're cooking. You have to do everything in front of people. You have stopped and started. Surely whatever happens next, it can't be as tricky as the last few weeks and no, months no, have been. No, I mean, well, obviously with a new opening... Uh, all new staff tough it was really it was tough enough the first week or so but we, everyone got to know each other and everyone just got on with it you know it's supposed to be a Christmas you know there's no point to look there's no hanging around the Christmas it's either sink or swim it's simple as that you know um, I, I interview Gar Mullins uh, in, in the marker on a regular basis he always tempts me with what's happening what, what he would pick out of the menu if someone was walking into Sophie's for the first time mm-hmm. uh, what would be the three courses that you tell him to pick Obviously, Jesus, I'd, I'd say the, the, the prawn salad, that's a good seller, probably a third of our business on a, on a Saturday or Friday, Saturday night, like on starters. And you, you love, steaks are very good and uh, the cheesecake's nice in the end, you know. Cheesecake, so, cheesecake to finish out, do you go with that? Finish, go yeah, with. yeah, I got that, yeah. Um, and I, I know, and as we said to Ian, like it's, it's, it's only tipping away now because you've only got the hotel Rest, uh, guests who are very valuable but mm-hmm. are, uh, don't fill the entire restaurant. Are you looking forward to getting everyone back in? 
Yeah, I think we're looking forward to getting the function room going as well. I mean, it's a 120-seater down there, and it's, it's, it's a fine space. Um, fabulous kitchen down there, um, great facilities. We're probably looking forward to going at full throttle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you have to go and get lunch ready for people, so I better leave you go. Martin O'Mahony, executive chef here at the Dean Hotel in Cork. Thanks for joining. Thank you very much, yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Right, well, we've moved indoors and downstairs to the gym now uh, where I have to say I'm in probably one of the funkiest spots I have been in quite some time to speak to Anthony Fenley who is the manager of Power. Anthony how are you? I'm very good and yourself? You are a veteran of the podcast you've been with me before. I have indeed yeah we've, uh, we've done a little podcast before on, um, on fitness. Well you've kind of brought us to a, a, a new funky beginning here so tell me where we're standing at the moment because it, it, I feel like I'm in Gorby circa 1992. Yeah, it is a very nightclub vibe. Um, basically, uh, we're in the spinach studio at the moment. Um, and as you can see, um, it's very uh, kind of a nightclub-esque, as we could say. But um, that's the vibe we're going for, basically. Uh, the whole uh, power experience is going to be like a boutique gym. Um, and then the centerpiece is the two studios, the Versa Climbing Studio and the spinach studio, where you have, um, where you have all the, the lighting system, um, basically, for, for to get it that... that different experience yeah. that we're looking for and it, it, i mean obviously this at the moment is out of commission because you can't have people in here but uh, i'd imagine that this is going to be very popular once all those restrictions are lifted oh i think it'll be massively impop- massively popular uh, to be honest about it um every member is going to have um, a my zone belt so uh, as you can see you've got a uh, 75 inch flat screen tvs so uh, everything from all the classes is going to projected onto the screens so uh, a trainer can see how you're working and what levels you're in calorie burn all that kind of stuff so yeah um, these classes are going to be very popular no, no escaping it really is it no there's no escaping it at all um, I mean, what that strikes me is a little bit like Peloton except it's real life and you've got someone with you as opposed to someone on a screen in, in a different part of the world yeah something similar um, but as I said like I mean we have, we have the Versa Climbing Studio next door there which is uh, uh, the best, one of the best Versa Climbing Studios in the world um, and, and that's like it's, it's like a stair climber thing is it so yeah so basically um, you step onto it and you're basically just like a like a, a stair master, yeah. you know. So, uh, but obviously in a class version of it, you know. Yeah, kind of torture those things. I, mean, I was never a huge fan of them when I was in a gym. It it, it 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 it's harder than it looks, and I'm used to climbing stairs. Um, I think if 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 you uh, relay back back in the Rocky movies, if you go back to one Rocky movies, I think uh, I think it was the Russian was using it um, back then. But uh, yeah, they're uh, they're fa- fairly serious. Um, burning cal- uh, calorie wise in a class as well so you'll be burning adding up to kind of seven or eight hundred calories a class so those classes will get up and running eventually but in the meantime you've got the gym at the front of house that is actually open and people can use that and also you've got a, a kind of a cool looking pool if you don't mind me saying that T- talk us through the, the the logic behind the gym is it only for people who are in the hotel or can people from outside use it no so it's for hotel guests and for the public um, so we've got uh, three different memberships. So we've got um, a bronze, a silver, and a gold. So basically, the uh, the bronze membership is eighty nine a month, and that gives you use of the the gym and the pool. And then you have the silver uh, membership, and that is one four nine a month. And obviously, when classes come back online, that's two classes a week, plus the use of the, uh, the gym and the pool. And then they have the the gold one, which is one six nine, and that's three classes a week plus the uh, use of the gym and the pool. I mean, the, the logic of this, presumably, is one, when we get out of the pandemic, that you're going to have a lot of offices around here. You're going to have a lot of people who will be maybe walking out at five o'clock and come in for a class and go on. Is, is that the model you're going for? Kind of very similar to what a lot of the gyms say in the IFSC in Dublin do. 
yeah, that's the that's the model. Basically, we want to kind of run but maybe maybe um, eighty classes a week. Um, so diverse climate studio and the spinning studio will be running kind of back to back. And we're also going to have a, a functional uh, class where we'll be um, running that in the gym as well. So we wish you the best of luck. I mean, there's, there's people here now today already enjoying it, which is pretty cool. This has to be seen to be believed because I'm not doing it justice when I say it looks like a disco. It's a disco with bikes, with funky lights, uh, and, and presumably eventually sweaty people will be here. Not, not that we're not sweaty now, it's just that we're not as sweaty yeah. as they should be. Anthony Fenny, it's been lovely to talk to you again. That's I wish you the best of luck. How do people find you? Is it just by Googling Power at the Dean? Yeah, you can uh, Google us, uh, Power at the Dean, or um, you can find us on Instagram as well. Um, and if they go on to Instagram, they'll actually see um, what we're doing here. So there's some good shots of uh, the classes and, and the pool and the studios and stuff like that. So, uh, okay. yeah, if they well, get... We wish you, as we did everyone else here, the best luck as you ramp up and, and life returns to normal. But for now, Anthony, thanks for joining us at Red Business. Oh, well, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. My thanks, as always, to all of my guests here at the Dean. It really is worth a visit if you're in town. Neve Hennessy produced this week. All the episodes are available on redextra.ie. And we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork.